Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Love and Flow. Today we are going to be talking about some of the strategies to overcome emotional procrastination. Ready to do this? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I think we had an awesome conversation last time about emotional procrastination. It's just like uh, it was just like all top of mind before, but now kind of going back into it, into part two. Hopefully, we connect some of the stuff that we talked about. We talked about last time to you know the strategies today. Yes. Well, I was thinking for anyone who is a new listener onto this episode.、Um, For anyone listening right now, there we spoke last week about what emotional procrastination actually is. You know why it's important that we talk about it,、um, and just how do you know if you're emotionally procrastinating and why we actually do emotionally procrastinate.、Um, I think it would actually be helpful for us too to kind of bring it back and just recap both for ourselves and for anyone who hasn't listened to the ep-、um, last episode, so that we can kind of make that connection and make it more top of mind, like for us too. Yeah, so just kind of bringing it back, right? We were talking about Dr. Phil's podcast. He's so old. He's <laughs>、uh, just Dr. Phil. I mean, he's still spelling out some good things. It's just a,、uh, I guess, a different crowd. But anyways,、uh, he was talking about just. Well, I don't know if it's a different crowd. He. This was him speaking on Lewis Howes. <laughs> so... I know. I just remember seeing him when I was like in middle school. I'm just like. He's been around. He's been around, <laughs> been around for a while. It's like a dinosaur.、Um, anyway, so we've、uh, we were talking about just one of his podcasts on Lewis House, and he did bring up a really good point, and that is that a lot of times when we're in a relationship and things are going really well,、uh, we don't want to talk about anything that can spur conflict, right? Because we don't want to quote unquote rock the boat, right? And that kind of made us think, well, one like. Yeah, that is really when you want to talk about like the, you know, I guess the, the more top, yeah, the hard stuff, the top conversations. But then, like you know, if you aren't bringing up things on, you know, during the good times, like you could be emotionally procrastinating, right? So you know, you're thinking about something that you want to have changed in the relationship, but then you're thinking about, oh, but we're having such a good time, we don't want to talk about it. Right, and so I guess that's really what emotional procrastination is for us.、Um, whether we want to talk about things on the good times or the bad times, really, like emotional procrastination could just suck the life out of you, right?、Um, yeah, yeah I mean, I think the reason you know it came up a lot was because you know one of two things you typically happens, right? You have something to say. Either you're already in conflict and you're in a fight, and that's when you decide to bring it up. And over time, you've realized that, for good reason, doesn't work. <laughs> right? It leads to louder arguments and more yelling. Or exactly what you said happens, which is you realize because that doesn't work, you think you want to talk about it later, but then you're having a great time and you don't want to go back to the bad times. So you、yeah. don't want to rock the boat, as you said. Right? So then that's where it's just. Procrastination. You just don't do it. Yeah, and, and then you, you just、off. naturally forget about it, right? And then、mm-hmm. just goes to the back of your mind. You think you forget about you it. You think you forget about it until it pops up whenever you don't want. Because it you consciously do forget about it, right? It subconsciously、yeah. sits in the back of your mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you consciously do forget because it's very easy to brush off little things by just saying, "You know what? It's fine. It pissed me off, but it's fine. It's over. I don't want to bring it up now because it's not a big deal anymore." Yeah, and you and that I think that's kind of the 
mistake, right? Or like issue is that we think, okay, you know what? We'll get over it. It's okay. Yeah. And we put it yeah. to the back of our mind because we're like, we're not thinking about it. So it's not a big deal, clearly. Yeah. And it's just crazy. They all like sound really small, but it's kind of like a dirty sink or a dirty apartment. It's like, it's the small things that lead into bigger things. And then honestly, like you can ask yourself, like, how many arguments have I had because of something that I should have brought up earlier, right? So you don't bring something up, it just festers in your brain. And because it's keeps, you know, keep like, it's a loop in the back of your brain, it's gonna seem so big and to the point where you think, wow, I need to have this conversation in a very confrontational way, right? Because I feel like they're taking something away from me. I feel like they've been doing this the whole time, but in reality, it was just something that could have been addressed beforehand, right? Um, and you know, we, we talked about this in our last podcast, and we also went over some things in the last podcast, including you know signs that you are emotionally procrastinating. Because another reason we want to talk about this is that we all do it, including me, including Silusha, right? It was maybe a big reason as to why we want to talk about it. It's like, oh man, we do this all the time. Yeah. Whether if it's for us or just other other family members, other friends, right? Business partners. Um, so one is just like, you know, we talk about the signs that you're doing it. And then two is just understanding why we emotionally procrastinate. Because the, you know, the way we think is if you know why you're doing it, then you just have so much, so much of a better strategy to kind of, kind of undo that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but today we're going to talk about some, you know, strategies that you can do when you start realizing, hey, I have been emotionally procrastinating. I have been thinking about this thing that I wanted to communicate. Um, But one, it's I don't want to have another fight or I don't think that they're going to change or I honestly just don't even know how to bring this up, right? Yeah, and I think just to kind of set the stage before we dive into the strategies is with a lot of the stuff that we talk about, there's it's really like a two-pronged approach, right? emotional procrastination there's like the you versus you which is the internal work that you really need to do before you approach these conversations or just think about how to address this challenge right and then there's the you versus them which is the actual you and your partner in in these conversations and kind of the strategies that you can take that involves the both of you Mm -hmm. in order to overcome like emotional procrastination yeah, and as we're trying to always make this, like, practical, like, do you want to think of, like, an example of something someone can be emotionally procrastinating on? Um, I think off the top of my head, I think it's just, like, maybe intimacy issues, right? I think, like, for guys and for girls now, it's crazy we mm-hmm. see it. Like, stereotypically, it's always, like, guys who want, you Like, know, more, more sex, yeah. More sex, more fun in the bedroom. It's but, interesting. It's actually not the case yeah. now. Not like mostly what I see on social media, just because I'm in such a female heavy community, it's kind of flipped. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say flipped flipped, because I don't see the male side, (laughs) but it's crazy how common it is to hear on like the female side. Yeah. Uh, So let's just say, okay, like I've been emotionally procrastinating on having this discussion, Mm -hmm. this conversation about, let's say, spicing up our our romance (laughs) (laughs) whatever Uh, but yeah let's say having more sex right Um, because I do at least I know that like my friends like that's something really easily to procrastinate on yeah 
because it's um it, it brings up one of the biggest things that we talked about before it's like you don't want confrontation you don't want to hit on people's insecurities and also you don't want your partner feeling like they have to feel guilty about something right yeah. it's very and that's such a sensitive topic it's so easy for yeah. your partner to feel guilty all of a sudden and feel like that they're doing something wrong and that's obviously not what you want out of this conversation yeah exactly so let's just think you know this is something i've been thinking about i don't want to have this conversation because exactly the reasons that you said um but it's building up right so here you know three strategies we thought of of things that i can just do myself you know without yeah. having to talk to silu we like to kind of do this before we have the conversation because in our heads like always do what you can do by yourself first like a lot of times that's enough yeah right um so all right first thing first thing to do is to journal right um and the reason why journaling is so effective right it's that your subconscious brain works faster than you could consciously think about so think about it like with dreams or the way that you have this awesome idea that comes out of nowhere it's not really coming out of nowhere it's not magic it's just that your brain is processing information so fast that you really can't pay attention to it right and this is what happens when we emotionally procrastinate like our brain is basically processing so much information of like everything that has happened in the past all the reasons you're feeling this way all the conversations that you want to have it just happens way too quickly mm-hmm. right um so instead it just feels like this big blob of just shenanigans in the back of your brain right um but what journaling allows you to do is that it kind of tells your brain hold up let's only process this as fast as i can write mm-hmm. right so instead of basically like i don't know if your computer's ever crashed and just has all these lines of codes that happen all of a sudden or you're yeah. watching TV and it's hackers and you see all those lines of codes that are just going through the screen instead like what journaling allows us to do is to like slow it down mm-hmm. and so i think of it kind of like like a ball of yarn you know it's like you can slowly take your time and start unraveling this so as soon as you bring your pen to paper you honestly just have to get a sheet of paper a pen and just start of saying like okay what am i feeling right now mm-hmm. and it will start pretty slow you know like maybe you'll be blank but like just even just starting to talk it out loud and you can say like in this situation right like this is how i feel i feel like we can be having more um you know we can be having sex more often like um when we're not having sex more often i start to feel you know insecure i start to feel like there's less you know um fun in the relationship whatever it is mm-hmm. like now you are processing what was going on so fast in the back of your brain in a way that you can understand and it it just helps you one process your emotions two when you start going three lines 10 lines to the bottom of the page now your brain like the part of the brain that can start to come up with solutions mm-hmm. and start thinking rationally can catch up to your subconscious to your feelings right and i've done this i mean i think i've probably done this for the same exact situation but i've also done this with business and stuff mm-hmm. too it's just like what's going on right you start playing it halfway through your brain starts saying well at the same time i haven't had this conversation right at the same time i do realize that there are some things that i can do myself that i wasn't thinking about before 
at the same time, I can start thinking of it with this perspective, right? So now you slowed your subconscious brain enough for the, basically the front of your brain, the one that actually comes up with solutions and can dissect information to do the work that it can, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I actually think um, another way that people can think about it, um, which might feel familiar, is we talk a lot about feedback loops. And I think that's what you're also getting at with journaling, right? If I'm Mm -hmm. not wrong. Um, So a big thing about feedback loops is like, it's this idea that all these thoughts keep running through your head, like you said, so much faster than you can really understand them and unravel it, that it keeps you up at night. Let's be real, Mm -hmm. right? I've had that with work a lot where because I have all this like stress and anxiety and just like a lot of thoughts happening subconsciously, we always talk about how it's because we've never closed that loop, Mm -hmm. right? It's because we've never had that conversation. If we don't say it out loud, our brain doesn't have any closure to the thoughts that run through our head. And journaling helps slow that down and kind of at least get what we're thinking out out of our brain. Mm-hmm. And it can help close that loop so that at least it's written on paper, it's clear what you are thinking and what you're feeling. And it doesn't have to keep racing through your head. Yeah, exactly. And why I love the strategy is that when it is time to have that conversation... You're not just basically showing them like the figurative, like this whole ball of yarn and just being like, do something with it. Instead, you've processed it, you close the loop, and now you can start, you can be a lot more relaxed when you have this conversation, right? You can know exactly what the problem is. It may not be that, hey, um, it's not that we have enough sex, it's more of that I want you to initiate more, right? Right. Um, That usually happens once you close the loop, your brain can relax, right? And start thinking more clearly. Yep. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, awesome. Our second strategy for like what you can do by yourself, we call it you versus you, mm-hmm. um, it's just a gratitude practice, right? Um, I mean, perspective is so powerful, right? And just how we see the world. Um, and one thing that we just don't do is that when we're emotionally procrastinating, right? Like we just think about all the negatives, in the situation right like we're always thinking about what we're not having what we didn't get or what's not happening um to the point that then like that's what our brain is thinking right our brain only like kind of tells us what we kind of put into it we keep talking about what we don't have well our subconscious brain is just going to keep talking keep sharing that light keep putting this into like a light of hey you're missing out people are taking things from you yeah Whereas you can slow down and also just put in that other filter um, alongside of it and just say, well, you know, this is also what I am getting. Mm -hmm. Well, we are having sex, right? Or I do have the chance to have sex with someone amazing. Like, and what that allows you to do is again, just one, like just do it once and you'll see the difference when you're talking to your partner. when you just come like from a place of love because you did this gratitude practice, like one, you're gonna just build psychological safety for you and your partner. Things are actually gonna get fixed. Um, and you can just have a much better conversation. But like also three, it just also tells your brain that's just in the background, just keeps like spurting out all this negativity to just mm-hmm. relax for a bit, for a minute, right? and. I think that's why gratitude practices are so effective too right because it just clears out your brain um by saying like no like i don't want all this negativity here soaking up every part of my brain and the way i see the world right so just like 
you know, you see red, right? Because you're emotionally procrastinating at every time. And then just like kind of putting on a filter to just make it clear again. I think it's also just so important that it's a ongoing practice because um, I think I put up like a post a while ago on my own personal thing about like appreciation and being like grateful. Mm -hmm. And it was like all these conversations that I had and I was, and I was talking about how, um, it's easy to say that you're grateful for your partner and that you can appreciate your partner, right? And I do strongly believe that a lot of people do put that into practice most of the time, mm -hmm. right? The hard part is feeling grateful when you're upset at your partner. And that's yeah. actually when you need it the most, Yeah. right? So I think this ongoing practice allows you to have like, kind of like an emotion bank, but like a gratitude bank to pull from when you're upset, to like really like yeah. pull from and say, you know what though, let me take a step back, let me take a deep breath and think about what I really am grateful for in this situation though. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Uh, but also on the same side, like for me, sometimes I feel it immediately. Mm -hmm. Like even for like business things, like when there's a challenge, I'm like, I don't want to do it. Just immediately, sometimes if I feel like grateful, just like that issue just turns into like an opportunity to grow. Because mm -hmm. I also, like, I do know that, like, Jim Quick talks about how gratitude practice actually turns on certain parts of your brain. Like, it just is its own natural stimulant, too, right? So when you're thinking about, like, this giant barrier, that like, this emotional procrastination, it always seems like this giant mountain, yep. right? Like, it also gives you some energy to be like, you know what? I'm going to climb this bitch, right? So another, like, gratitude can also energize you and kind of more fuel into you to try to solve this thing that you're procrastinating on uh, awesome so the third of uh, strategy is planning right so kind of like sometimes I want to have this hard conversation with like my boss or my partners my teammates or a silo and I'm just like I want to I want to have more control over the situation mm -hmm. right um, a lot of times like you conversation like you think about something when they're talking but then the conversation goes by so quickly or it really is not the right time to do it like other people are around or you know you're just focused on something else that you have to get done mm -hmm. like for example if we're putting together the tv stand you know i'm just like and i think of something right maybe i don't want to have that because i want this tv stand to be built first that's what we're working on mm -hmm. right um, but then like we think about these things and then, you know, time freaking happens and then we don't get the chance to. So instead, like what I like to do is just one is like really two things. And one is a really just plan for time to have this conversation, like, and try to make it so it suits you and your partner. Do it like at a time where you guys feel more comfortable to do it. Um, and I guess it sounds like pretty obvious, but like from that get-go but at the same time it's just that we just don't think about it too right like we're always just thinking about how we can't have this conversation i don't want to have this conversation instead you just have to put a little bit more energy of saying no this is when i'm gonna have this conversation and then i guess the second thing when it comes to planning is like understanding like when you can have this conversation um like kind of using certain type of anchors so for example like me and my business partner sometimes conversations just happen at the speed of light right mm -hmm. and like after the conversation i'm like oh man i should have said this and like a lot of times like i don't want to set up a time and being like 
yeah. Hey, um, set, let's put 15 minutes on the calendar so I could talk about this thing mm-hmm. um, that's really bothering me. Like, instead, I'm going to kind of use a strategy to say, all right, the next time that we're talking about this strategy, I'm going to bring this up. Mm-hmm. Next time my business partner or my teammates use this word, I'm going to bring it up. And you could do that with your relationships too. Like, whenever we're talking about um, intimacy, I'll, I'll make sure to bring this up. Mm-hmm. Or next time we are thinking about doing things for ourselves, I'll make sure that I'm not going to let the conversation pass. I'll bring this up as well. Um, so, like, I, that's kind of how I think about just in terms of planning and kind of just gearing up your brain to kind of catch that anger. You know, when it happens in super fast-moving conversations and try to kind of insert or just actually do something about it if this is happening. Yeah, and I think if you relate it to work, it's like if you're stressed about something, it's just always going to sit in your brain and it doesn't help unless you plan for it, right? Mm-hmm. So I was terrible at project management before. I would always get all these projects with a ton of different like sub-items and I would forget everything. But it would keep me up at night because it's always running through my brain. Mm -hmm. But what helped, right, was to start marking it all onto my calendar to say, okay, I'm going to do this project at this time, this at this time. And once I was able to do that, yes, the project still isn't done, but it was able to help me relax and tell my brain, hey, there is a plan for this. So don't worry. Yeah. You know, it didn't like necessarily close the loop, but it closed the loop on when am I going to get this done? Mm -hmm. Because my brain was like, well... It's on your calendar, Silo. It's on Thursday. You will get it done. Yeah. So I think that's also where it, it helps at least like calm your brain down to say, it's okay. There's a plan now. <laughs> that's, so, that's so true. I didn't even think about it that way. But yeah, once you start making plans for yourself, like you start to realize that you're getting closer to solving this problem. Um, and it's just going to alleviate you so much. Again, it's just going to take you away from everything running through your brain in the middle of the night. Um, instead of trying to do something with all that energy. Exactly. Right. So, you know, for us, those are three things that you can do. Journaling, gratitude, and planning, really. Um, Sometimes that can even get you to where you need to be. Honestly, a lot of the stuff, like before arguments, happen pre-argument, and that's a lot of the work that you do yourself so that you don't approach it, Mm -hmm. like, with uh, defensively, right? If you take your sense of... I can't even speak today. If you take out your sense of being defensive and any anger or resentment out of the conversation, at least on your end, you're more than 50% there Mm -hmm. going into this conversation alone. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's true. Um, But cool. But eventually, sometimes you're going to have to talk to them. (laughs) So I guess like normally, like we did discuss like, um, you know, strategies to have, you know, strategies on like how to address conflict Mm -hmm. right and you can go to our past episodes um on that so we don't want to really go deep into just like building psychological safety instead we want to think about strategies that are super relevant when it comes to emotional procrastination right um one thing that we want to do and we did talk about this when it comes to conflict but we want to kind of use make we want to make i statements yep do you want to talk about that yeah so um this comes up a lot when you follow other like therapists and other coaches as well um this whole concept of i statements is that the biggest reason you 
right, we said the why you emotionally procrastinate is you also don't want your partner to feel guilty or feel upset or anger, right? And that comes from making I statements. Or you can alleviate that, sorry, by making yeah. I statements, right? So for example, in this um, example that we're using about lack of intimacy, instead of me approaching the conversation by saying, we never have sex anymore, you never initiate anything, I, you know, that's putting the blame on you, mm-hmm. right? Which is a very natural way that our brain is thinking, right? Because it feels like something's being taken away from me. Whereas I statements are more geared at, it doesn't matter what you're doing, right? The point is how I'm feeling because of yeah. it. It doesn't matter. You could do any number of things and I would still feel this way, right? And that's kind of how you want to interpret is, I feel X, Y, Z when this happens, right? And you want to start phrasing the solution also as how can we work on this? And I think that's a gap too, is that it's easy to say, well, you know, I feel unattractive when you don't initiate. So what can, what are you going to do? Like you need to initiate more, right? Mm -hmm. That's still putting it on you. But the thing is, I'm the one that's feeling unattractive, right? Yeah. So it's like, so what can we do? Right? Yeah. And I think something that's really helpful when it comes to emotional procrastination is that sometimes we don't want to have these conversations because we think that there's a lot of pressure to think of a solution, right? So in my head, like, why would I bring this up if I don't know of a solution Mm -hmm. or if I don't think that there will be a solution or my partner is going to be like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, you know what I'm dealing with as well. Whereas instead, like, when you break up these I statements, like, it's going to, one, take a little discipline of you making sure that it's all about you. Mm-hmm. It's not about, you know, us as much, right? Because it also just lets you say, all right, I'm just going to talk to you about how I feel. Mm-hmm. No pressure on you. There's no pressure on me. And there's no pressure for a solution. Yeah, this is more about me and you learning about how my brain works. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's a lot of times that's how we frame our conversations. And then we a lot of times we have these conversations and nothing quote unquote there's no solution but it just feels so much better because also like that big ball of yarn in the back of your brain all those loops can start to actually get closed as well Mm -hmm. so sometimes like just the i just you voicing this out and sharing it helps you one it just removes a lot of barriers to like the reason as to why you're procrastinating in the first place right and I think like John Gottman, I can't remember the percent now, but he, I think it was like somewhere over 60% of conflict that people have actually can't be solved. Mm-hmm. Like it's like over, it's something over 60%. It just can't be solved. It's, so that's where I statements come in, right? It's that you're supposed to use conflict in a way to learn about the other person. And that's yeah. where I statements come in. Mm-hmm. Because then there's yeah. no pressure for a solution. Exactly. Uh, well, that's a good segment of our good segue to our next strategy and that is just asking a ton of questions and being curious right because a lot of times when we emotionally procrastinate there's just like a asymmetry of information like Mm -hmm. we just like i don't understand how they can do this right like those are like the start the sentences you start to get right like i can't believe this is what they do Mm -hmm. right but in reality like all this charged up pent-up emotion is like you're thinking differently and you know different things than your partner does right right? so for me like maybe you don't know maybe you just think about sex differently Mm -hmm. right maybe you're not aware of how 
us not having sex as often as I want to makes me feel, right? Or maybe there's something else going on that's stopping you from feeling sexy as well, right? Um, And a lot of times we just kind of expect solutions, expect things to change. And then our brain takes that and just says like, well, things are supposed to be changing, but it's not. And then there you go. There's all your loops going on. So another strategy you can do is just, it's similar to the I statements, but it's more of just asking your partner questions about everything and anything related to the topic. Yeah. That can help shed some light on what's going on. Yeah, it's interesting because you said, you know, it's easy to think like, I can't believe that they would do this or I don't understand why they would do this. Well, of course you don't understand if you don't ask questions. Yeah. Right. So to (laughs) me, it's like, it's a, it's fair to have those thoughts to think, I don't understand why Ravi would do this. But then my next thing should be, of course you don't, you're not Ravi. You need to ask questions so that you understand why Ravi would do this. (laughs) Yeah. So in my head, like I'm staying up at night and just being like, I can't believe Zylu makes me feel this way, right. right? Instead, like, exactly what you said, like, let me ask these questions. And I'm not going to be like, why do you make me feel this way? Instead, I'll just be like, um, like how do you, like, do you think that we're having enough sex, right? right? Um, how do you feel when we're having sex? Oh, you feel like everything's great, awesome. Um, and just being like, and like I'll make it an I statement just being like you know I get this feeling that I'm not that sexy if we're having sex as much as we do do you feel like we could have more sex what's stopping you right. from having that there's just, just so many questions you can yeah. ask and like that sense of security one builds psychological safety like your partner knows that you're trying to come up with a solution you're not attacking them um, at the same time like your brain starts to get more information as to what's going on so instead of this loop being like you know she hates me she's the worst you know she doesn't like she doesn't think i'm sexy all of that stuff your brain gets to also be injected with wait it's not because she thinks you're unsexy it's because she's dealing with a really stressful time so now you're adding more information to these loops so that they don't you get to kind of unanswered yeah and you get to direct them the way that you need to And then there's like a whole bunch of different strategies you can do when it comes to just having, you know, just more solution-oriented conversations. But these are strategies that are directly going to help you just emotionally procrastinate less. Yep. Or like how to feel more confident that you don't need to emotionally procrastinate, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Shameless plug, four more productive conversations. You can listen to our four-part podcast series that we did earlier i believe they're episodes two three and four possibly five i feel like i should know that off the top of my head but i do not um but it's a four-part series that we did early on on how to have productive conversations yeah exactly there's a million things that we can teach you on how to make sure that these conversations don't go into fights but then we would keep you on this episode forever for like years yeah uh awesome so like yeah we went through emotional procrastination um our past podcast talked about hey are we procrastinating how to know like what thoughts go through your mind how to what's what's the word i'm looking for how to identify if you're emotionally procrastinating um some reasons as to why we're doing it so besides these strategies you can think of your own strategies to do this 
Um, and then, yeah, some things that you can do right away when you notice it is like, you know, you like doing stuff yourself, like journaling, gratitude, planning. Mm-hmm. And when you do have that conversation with your partner, just having I statements and then just being super curious and asking a lot of questions about what you're mostly procrastinating on. So you could just kind of close these loops a little faster. Um, but that's what we have so far. Um, emotionally procrastination like if you're listening on this like let us know like how these strategies sound to you like we try to think of strategies that you can do immediately Um, so if you are struggling with this like definitely take one of those strategies uh, try it out for yourself and if they don't work let us know like we can figure out you know um, how we can change it up for you or we'll go ahead and go back to the books and learn a little bit more on thinking of more effective strategies yeah so share with us feel free to dm us on love and flow podcast on instagram Um, let us know how these work for you if you've listened to any past episodes if you have any feedback good and bad um, just anything else you guys want to hear from us and yeah stay tuned for the next episode all right talk to you guys soon